Warning, Spinning on Two Wheels contains language, themes, and references that are inappropriate for the ears of children, sensitive grandparents, and public forums. Headphone use is recommended. Hi, y'all. I'm Peggy, the kick-ass knitter. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm bad to the bone. Grab your yarn and throw open the throttle. It's time to kickstart this episode of Spinning on Two Wheels. Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the brand new and improved Spinning on Two Wheels. It's episode 11, Back in the Saddle. Hi. Thank you all so much for your patience as Audio Man and I worked very, very hard to bring you episode 10 and the full sidecar segment. And thank you all for the lovely reception to that episode. I knew from the first moment I seriously contemplated making a fiber arts podcast that I wanted my mom to be my very first guest. So that was, that was truly special. And a special, special shout out to the lovely folks who have joined the group on Ravelry or followed the Insta account. Y'all keep me going. (laughs) This episode is being recorded on June 22nd, 2021, and will include a life on the road update, open throttle, stalled, a gear check, and a scenic route. So let's get right into it. First we've got life on the road. Mom is doing better. She's continuing to take her physical therapy very seriously to prevent further back issues. She's already back at work and doing doing great. And also, now that I've said that she's keeping up with her physical therapy, she's gonna have to keep doing it. Otherwise, she'll turn me into a dirty liar. And we can't have that. Also, Husbando had some local-ish, local-ish travel to do for work, and I have taken the opportunity to go with him for a workation. By removing myself from the distractions around my house, I'm hoping to get some serious knitting done. And it's working. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been my, um my early summer so far. So cruising along to the next segment. But first this quick message. This episode brought to you by Deathwish Coffee. They aren't sponsoring the podcast. They aren't paying me to say this. But without it, I'd be asleep. So Deathwish Coffee, literally the reason I am able to make this podcast. This is Open Throttle, getting you up to speed on my current projects. Open Throttle. Open Throttle is the new title for the ongoing projects. Opening your throttle means it's time to go. First up in Open Throttle is the MHK. Hey! I mentioned a while ago, uh, episode 8, that the 18 master hand knitting first level swatches I had completed resulted in a dropped bike. I am happy to share that I metaphorically picked the bike up and hopped back on. That's right, I'm remaking the swatches after a little bit of experimentation to correct the overall tension problems 
I started re-knitting. My gauge has become a little tighter, not a bad thing. So I'm now working on five millimeter goat metric US size eight Knitter's Pride Carbons circular needles on their 81 centimeter, 32 inch interchangeable cable. I also changed out the yarn that I'm working with. Well, sort of. I changed the color, so now I'm using two colors. Basically, I wanted a way to distinguish the swatches on which I am to demonstrate the ability to, say, measure gauge over several different stitch patterns from the swatches that demonstrate specific techniques. Changing up the color also means that I can easily tell at a glance which swatches I've remade and which I need to work on. So the new yarns that I'm using are Peyton's Classic Wool Worsted in the Aran and Duck Egg Blue colorways. Aran is a very light cream or naturally off-white color, while Duck Egg Blue, which could also be called Robin's Egg Blue, is a very beautiful, solid, light, pastel blue, like like your typical baby blue. It's lovely. The Aran, off-white, is being used for the gauge measuring swatches, and I'm using the Duck Egg Blue for the rest of them. It's, it's going along pretty good. The workcation seems to be working because I'm already caught up from my stall. More on that later. And I've only got two and a half more swatches to make. I have been prolific. Woo. Also in Open Throttle, I spun up more bobbins of my Clune Forest Fleece. Enough to begin the plying process again. I've gotten much more evenly spun singles this go-round with almost no overtwisting, in part thanks to a tool that I will be talking about in a later segment. Uh, but because it's been a hot minute since I talked about spinning on this fleece, allow me to remind you, dear listeners. I am spinning on this fleece to make a three-ply yarn to knit a vintage-inspired or vintage reproduction sweater for myself. It's been a little while since I've made me a sweater. Due to the limited number, like five and a half, of bobbins that I own, I spin a few bobbins full of a single and then chain ply them one at a time to free up all of the bobbins and then wind those off onto a swift. Yeah, it's it's been immensely satisfying to work on I just put on, like, FX's Archer, not kid-friendly, or Bob's Burgers, probably kid-friendly, or the Shadow and Bone series, eh, from, from Netflix, and I can just feel my mind calm with the rhythm of the wheel, and I just get completely lost into it. I will cannonball an entire 10-season show <laughs> like that in about two days. I might have a problem. Nah. This, if I have a problem, the solution is more fiber. Rolling on to the next segment, right after this break. This episode brought to you by Gage Rage. When you're knitting and you just can't get gauge. 
cage. Welcome to Fiber Fuckery with Stalled. A reminder, stalled is where the minor fuck-ups go. Nothing major, you know, just a little bit, whoop, 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 and it kicks right back up. There are a couple of entries in the stalled section of today's podcast. The first, from Operation Sock Drawer. What? what? The Chandelure Socks had to get frogged. Yep, frogged. Rip it, rip it, rip it. My gauge was correct, but my estimation of my foot circumference, which I swear I measured, was not. So the socks are starting to get longer, and I started to think, hang on, those look a bit minuscule. So I tried them on, and wouldn't you know it, my foot wouldn't fit at all. So those had to be frogged, rip it, rip it, rip it, and restarted as well. I've got little bits of the cuffs done. I've really been concentrating on the MHK and the Clune Forest spinning. Speaking of which, uh, the MHK, not the Clune Forest. The Clune Forest has been a dear. The other setback that I get to share with y'all is from the MHK. You remember earlier when I said, I caught up from my stall. Yeah, I was pretty gung-ho with my plans, my grand plans, to re-knit a fuckload of swatches. Fixing my overall tension issues means my gauge fucking changed. So I had to remake the preliminary swatch, and then I had to make another preliminary swatch on larger needles. Soak and block those fuckers. Just, just in case. The second preliminary swatch was just in case. The size I thought I was going to need wasn't going to be enough. It was. I figured I'd need to move up one needle size to the five millimeters. And lo and behold, that's what it was. But just, just in case at that point, I'm like, let's make another one. And then I had to soak and block those fuckers. And then I had to remake the swatches I had already re-knit. And it wasted about three days of swatch knitting. It was the same, it was the same realization as the chandelier socks. I'm looking at the first attempt at re-knitting the swatches and I'm going, those look tiny. Why do they look tiny? Pulling out a ruler going, I am not getting between four and six stitches to the inch. I am not getting, you know, my, my row measurement that I was before. This is fucking weird. Oh shit, everything's tightened up because I'm taking much more care with my tension where it was getting loose and the specific places between stitches that it was getting loose. So fuck it, gotta remake everything. That's how it goes sometimes. Continuing on to the next segment right after this break. This episode is brought to you by My Mom's Yarn Stash. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh my god. Mom. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Helmet. Check. Jacket. Check. 
new crafting gear. Check! It's been a, lot, a little while since we've had one of these, but we get a gear check. Oh, I guess there was one in episode 10. Oh, well, c'est la vie. Gear check! For my birthday at the beginning of the month of June, Husbando found a fucking nifty little gadget that I want to share with y'all. This is not sponsored in any way, shape, or form. There are no affiliate links. There is nada that the creators of this gadget have paid or offered me to bring this to you. I am just this impressed. Cool. It's called the Sheep Shaped Spinners Multi-Tool by Fiber Sprite. And it's the cutest goddamn thing. It is a flat wooden, maple wood, if that sweetens the deal for you, laser cut in the shape of a sheep. And it contains a wraps per inch estimator, a twist angle protractor for both S and Z spinning directions, and three holes of varying sizes to use as it is if that is how you pre-draft your fibers. The deluxe version, which I do not have, also comes with additional wraps per inch cutouts and a two inch ruler for measuring twists per inch of plied yarns. This, this little tool, it fits in the palm of my hand. This little tool is why my spinning on the Clune Forest Fleece has become so much more even. As I'm spinning, I can check my single as it's winding on to the bobbin for the most accuracy. That's where you want to measure your spinning shit as it's going on to the bobbin because it's still getting a little bit more twist as it's traveling from between your hand and the bobbin. Okay, sorry. So as I'm spinning, I check my single as it's winding on to the bobbin for the width of it using the wraps per inch cutouts and I check the twist angle using the protractor in one, in one go, in one go. It's like a one-stop shop for all my spinning consistency needs. To check the wraps per inch, I just hold a section of the single against the cutouts until it fits snugly into one. Uh, they do caution you not to like tug your yarn too tightly or your single too tightly because it will distort the measurement, but I'm not going for super accuracy here. I'm going for general. And checking my twist angle is just as easy. I hold the single in line with the zero degrees mark on the protractor and match up the angle of my fiber to the angle measurements on the protractor. Done. The twist angle measuring has actually been what's helped me the most. About 30 degrees twist angle is giving me the best of both worlds, really. A sturdy but still very bouncy single full of plenty of body. And I use the same metric when I'm plying. And this is, this is how I got the over-twisting out. So typically, when one plies singles, you ply in the opposite direction they were spun. So if you spun them to the right, you ply them to the left. And matching the twist angle means that I am matching the number of twists per inch from the singles to the ply. And the twist directions kind of cancel each other out so that the yarn isn't over-twisted and kinky. And it's amazing. It has saved me so much time of untwisting this giant mess or trying to like 
put it on a second bobbin that I don't have and putting it back on the wheel to take out the extra twist. And it's it, it took me days to do that the first go around. And I don't have to this time. And it's wonderful. It also means that the final yarn that's coming off the bobbin after I've plied them because there's no extra twist holding like grabbing the fibers and pulling them in or like you know when you have something twisted up and and coiled and you pull it straight and the twist is still there it's just much more tight around your your rope your yarn whatever yeah so when you pull yarn straight to take out that over twist as you're plying it to get the same thing happens and your yarn I found my yarn becomes more dense, less lofty, uncomfortable and stiff and just just no good. Not not nice for next to skin. But being able to match up my twists per inch by using the the twist angle protractor between the singles and the plied yarn, all of that's canceling out, so I've got enough strength in the twist of each single to hold them together and make a strong yarn that I can, you know, knit a sweater from. But it's also lofty enough and so soft. I just cannot overstate how great this has been. And I cannot, cannot overstate just how fucking adorable this thing is. So let us roll along to the next segment following this message. This episode brought to you by Sunshine. I felt some this week. You should too. Let's all do our part to raise spirits by safely going outside. Feel good? Get your recommended dose of vitamin D and look at the pretty, pretty yarn. Welcome to Scenic Route, where Audio Man has insisted I put my ramblings through the scenic highways and byways of mostly my garden. This is where I gush about my plants. Lastly today, some of my roses are blooming. Both the new Brigadoon and Flamingo roses have bloomed, or budded, and they are friggin' gorgeous! The Brigadoon has a beautiful, like, cream-colored flower, tipped in coral and pink and, like, hints of orange. It's lovely. And the Flamingo has a bud just popping out, showing bright bright yellow. I am so excited to see this thing open. And the other, the other scene, I have some more scenic grout news. Don't worry. My, my war over my big rose bush and his soul. So due to a combination of afternoon weather, severe thunderstorms, additional editing, trying to edit two tracks for clarity and content simultaneously is a special kind of hell, especially when they're about two and a half hours long. Just putting that up there. And unexpected travel plans has meant that I have not been paying as close attention to my war against fungus trying to kill my rose, my big rose bush. And the rust mold fungus is coming back. I just haven't been able to give it the time and attention it needs. Drastic measures may be needed. But the vegetable patches are looking pretty good. The tomatoes are starting to fruit and nothing seems to be bothering the peas or Kentucky beans. 
I've had several opportunities to harvest some peas and they are all delicious. The beans are just starting to flower. Really excited for those. And the edible garden patches are probably going to expand here. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but sooner rather than later because a neighbor gifted me a lovely pair of raised planters that she no longer desired. And I am planning on growing some like herbs from my kitchen as well as peppers in them. I'm thinking jalapeno and bell peppers interspersed amongst, you know, basil and rosemary and so forth and so forth. I think it's going to be fun and I can move them where I want them. At least I can while they're empty. Should be good. And that, I think, wraps up this particular ride. And that concludes this episode of Spinning on Two Wheels. The theme music is Organ Rock, Classic Hard Rock by Julius H. and is used under a Creative Commons license. Remember to join the group on Ravelry and check out the Instagram at The Kickass Knitter. Show notes are always found at twowheelspodcast.wordpress.com. If you like this show, rate and review. It really does help. Audio and emotional support by my brother Larry. Hi, everybody. You can find more of his work nowhere because he is an enthusiastic amateur. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, I'm repping for you. We're all in this together. Keep your wheels on the road.